Hello, everyone. This is Donna's podcast once again, bringing you a message entitled, Can You Hear Me Now? My message is taken from a passage out of Colossians chapter 2, beginning with verse 20 through verses 22. Since you died with Christ to the elemental spiritual forces of this world, why, as though you still belong to the world, do you submit to its rules? Do not handle, do not taste, do not touch. These rules, which have to do with the things that are still destined to perish with use, are based on merely human commands and teachings. The word today, taken from Colossians chapter 2, is a word that the Lord gave me today. This is not a word of consolation and comfort. It's a word of truth as I know it to be in my heart as the Lord has given it to me to share. There was a time not so long ago that we, meaning us as believers, bask in the fact that we lived in a nation where there was freedom of religion. We came into the house of the Lord freely without fear of retribution, whereas other nations did not have that privilege. The First Amendment of our Constitution states this, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or the right of the people peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. So how does it feel being prohibited from the free exercise of religion or feeling like you're losing the right to peaceably assemble? No. It's not openly blatant, but don't it feel like little bit sizes are being taken away from us? Well, what a difference a day makes. Isn't it amazing and even a little bit scary how the sound of one's voice, the government that we adore, and the democracy that we live in so easily changed our story so quickly? At this very moment, we as the people of God are told, not suggested, not recommended, but told that we can't gather as a body of believers. Pastors and church leaders are scrambling to get the word of God out to the people that they serve. For those who are still going to church with the skeleton crew, trying to portray the scene and the essence of the church setting, don't you feel a little bit uncomfortable? What is the Lord saying to the church? Could it be that we had lost our way long before the coronavirus or before the pestilence hit our borders? You do know that our borders as Christians should not look like that of the world, don't you? Could it be that we lost our way when we started to become more concerned about a building or about money or about numbers in the pews? Could it be that prayer, praise, and worship had become more of a show than seeking his face and being in his presence? Could it be that the things of this world have become more tantalizing to us than the things of God? Could it be that we have brought more of the world into the church rather than taking the church to the world? Could it be that we are more prejudiced than those who we call racist? We do a lot of good things, but is it for our glory or is it for God's glory? If the Lord cracked the clouds today, if we stood before the judgment seat today, would the Lord say to us, well done, thy good and faithful servant? Or would he say, I never knew you? 
I had been saying as led by the Lord for at least the last two or three years that this is the church's finest hour. The question is, what are we, the body of Christ, going to do with it? This is not a word for the faint at heart. It is a word for those of us that are ready to acknowledge that we have fallen short and will humble ourselves, seek God's face, and get on track or back on track with what the Lord requires of us. My message last week was taken from 2 Chronicles chapter 7. It was a word of instruction. In verse 17, the Lord gives us specific instructions of what we need to do in order for the Lord to do what he needs to do to straighten out the curve. My dear brothers and sisters, I will dare to say, even if we don't do what is required of us, we haven't seen nothing yet. This is our finest hour. Let's rise up and be the church that God is calling for us to be. The Bible clearly records that we are not to love the world, neither the things that are in the world. In James chapter 4, the word reminds us that to be a friend of the world is to be an enemy of God. That simply means that we should recognize as believers where we begin and end with the things of the world. It doesn't mean that we can't enjoy life. It simply means that we should know where to draw the line. If you would take a note of 1 John chapter 2, it doesn't say that we cannot freely live in the world. We have to live here. This is our temporary spot. The word clearly states that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof the world and all that dwells therein. The word of God tells us not to love the world. To love something or someone means you take away all the boundaries There are no limits as to what you will do to please or to be pleased. And if you had any boundaries or limits before love took over, most of them were discarded because of love. It's the same thing that the word teaches us about the love of money being the root of all evil. We're not being told that we have to live like an indigent or a poor person. We are being told that if we fall in love with money, We are falling into the trap of the evil one. Why? Because we have made it our God. Our God, our true God, is a jealous God. He wants all of our love and he wants all of our devotion. I don't believe that he brought the pestilence or this infectious disease called the coronavirus. I do believe it's highly possible that he allowed it to be so or that he permitted it. What we are experiencing now is affecting every area of our living. It's affecting our finances. It's affecting our loved ones. It's affecting our marriages, our health, and even our relationships with others. For us to think or even dare to say that God is not trying to get our attention is ludicrous. I believe the Lord is nudging us. We, the church, the body of Christ, have gotten off track. Nevertheless, I still believe that this is our finest hour. Let the church be the church. I'm not talking about a building. I'm speaking to the body of Christ in which Christ is the head. There is a clarion call. One of the most incredible truths of Christianity is that God desires a real relationship with us. 
This is the desire of God's heart. Prayer affirms the relationship between creator and humanity. Prayer brings heaven to earth in the life of the disciples of Jesus. In prayer, we rediscover and claim God's love and promises for our lives. We live eternity in the here and in the now. That concludes my short message for today, but I'd like to end this day with a word of prayer. Father, we come boldly before your throne of grace, making our petitions known unto you. Therefore, Father, we bring before you those who are ill, mentally and or physically. By the authority of your word, we know that without a doubt, it is your will for our brothers and sisters in Christ to be made completely whole and restored in the name of Jesus. We know that you are the God of miracles, the God of love, peace, power, and might. Through your redemptive plan, what Jesus did on the cross for us, we, your people, are redeemed. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made us free from the law of sin and death. So we bring our brothers and sisters before your throne of grace and intercede on behalf of them and their loved ones. We also pray that you will grant wisdom to those who are caring for them. We pray for the infilling of the Holy Spirit, divine health and deliverance. May they know that Jesus is their source of every consolation, comfort, and encouragement. We believe that they are redeemed from every sickness, injury, disease, affliction, and deficiency. We speak perfect soundness of mind and wholeness in the body and spirit. For you, Lord God, are the help of their continents and the lifter of those bowed down. The joy of the Lord is their strength and stronghold. Father, no word of yours is void of the power that it takes to cause itself to come to pass. Nothing is too hard or impossible for you, and all things are possible to those who believe. Let our prayers be heard by you and received as a sweet fragrance to you. In Jesus' name we pray and ask. Amen. Amen.